You are listening to a CJTR podcast. Hello, it's Wednesday, and that means you're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Today, we're going all the way back to 1995 and to a few points in between to fully understand the world that is Toy Story. Toy Story. Toy Story. A spoiler alert is in full effect, and I have a good one for you. Sean, did you know that Buzz is not actually a space ranger, but is in fact a doll? Jeremy, I haven't seen the ending of these films. Oh, no. Um, with me in the booth today, of course, is Sean Dunham. How go? How are you, Sean? I'm good. I go good. Yeah, it's, uh, we're, uh... We're 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 down a lady host today. We are. And Sonia, Our third leg is gone. Yeah. If if you're if you're listening, I I hope that you're you're well and properly hydrated. Yeah. The message she sent us was that uh, that I'm yartzing <laughs> and can't make it. Well, that was more than I was. That was more than I was. Oh, I'll tell them that she's yartzing. Oh man. I'll tell them that she's yakking. I'll tell uh, them all, everything she's doing. You know, now that I think of it, spoiler alert has had sort of a a bad few months here of of missing things and people not being able to come. But you, Sean, have been the backbone I that has kept this. The you were the glue that has sturdy, kept these two pieces of plywood together. A sturdy stone. God, you're like a ship mast. I am a rock. <laughs> I am a knot. <laughs> Anything that launches uh, Sean into song is always a good thing. Feel better, Sonya. Sean to yes. infinity and beyond. Yes, what a catchphrase. Yeah. All right, let's do a quick lit. A quick, I mean quick. Oh, well, the last time we did a quick ra- roundup of more than four things, it took the whole show. Yes. But let's just talk about these four movies called Toy Story 1, 2, 3, and 4. Well, Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, and, I, and now Toy Story I 4. I like their dedication to a very simple title. I, I think it's necessary. It is. If yeah. they were just like, you know, started being like, back in the plastic or whatever. <laughs> back and, in the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did titled this episode however toy stories yes yeah that, probably, that's appropriate probably. to me so toy story one uh we're we're in andy's room the the juggernaut yeah a hot new toy called buzz lightyear shows up at christmas or something or his birthday at a birthday at a birthday and uh buzz doesn't realize he's just a toy and uh, he's got to kind of learn his place in Andy's room. They go on an adventure to Pizza Planet and finally Sid's house. And so there's some terrifying moments. There are that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, spoiler alert, at the end of the film, they kind of all come together. And uh, everything sort of works out. And a new equilibrium is established. Yes. It, yeah. starts, it starts at a birthday. It ends at a Christmas. Mm-hmm. Two, um, two horrifying days for a toy. <laughs> <laughs> As you might think, with new things coming in and out. Absolutely. Uh, and at the end, they introduce a puppy. Yes. Yes. Uh, to what s- happens to that puppy? I don't remember it. Into, uh, I think uh, Woody later rides it. It's like the. Ooh. It's like a whole thing about like, oh no, is this puppy going to chew up the toys? And then he's like, and he's fine. He's you know, he's made a deal with the toys or whatever you want to call it. Um, so two, they're still with Andy. To- Toy Story two, we're still with Andy. Uh, we get to learn a bit about where Woody comes from. Yes. And uh, this time Buzz is in the the save role. Uh, and it's sort of about the role of a toy. And it's, Yeah, it starts to establish the theme that runs through Toy Story. Right. Which is, honestly, the darkness. Mm-hmm. It's but, true. And also just the existentialism of you are a toy and you are meant to bring joy. Mm-hmm. Or if you're if you don't bring joy, then you're not a toy. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Or like because especially this one, they're like, you're gonna go into a museum with mm-hmm. all your with the Stinky Pete the prospector, yep. which I, is the best name, <laughs> and um, and yeah. So then it's like, well, then you're not gonna be a toy if you're in a museum because mm-hmm. no one will play with you. Yeah, and you'll be locked. And away toys want to be played forever. with. Uh, toy Story Three, Andy goes to college, and through some happenstance. The toys find their way to Bonnie. Well, at least Woody does. Um, um, eventually, they all make their way to Bonnie. They all go to Bonnie. At the end. Yes. But uh, Andy is, if I recall, quite upset that his mom accidentally threw out the what was supposed to be storage of toys. Well, this was this is dark because, yeah, 2010, that was... I was nearing the end of my college career. <laughs> I, I was in Andy's shoes. I was saying goodbye to my childhood. 
and saying hello to this real adult life that I'm living. Ooh, you tell your mom to get your toys up to the attic. And yeah, I was like, Mom, where's my, where's my teddies? Uh, there is a great scene in this movie where uh, they go to the daycare. All the toys go to daycare. Yes. And there's just a swarm of children coming in to play with them. And it is terrifying. It's, it is? it's almost like they're dinosaurs or something, the, the toddlers. Well, and actually, the way they pan over the children playing with them is like watching a massacre. It's true. It's <laughs> just like kids like, bonk, bonk, like ripping off arms. And they're all just like... <laughs> it's like the first scene from Saving Private Ryan. Totally. Anyway. On to Toy Story 4, which is quite new, came out in June. V new. Yeah, everyone didn't know that it was coming out. Um, and it's about the toy's new life with Bonnie. And they go on, I guess you call it an RV camping trip, except <laughs> they, well, I don't know. That's, they're on the road this time. I know. The parents are very frustrated in this film. It's true. And the dad's uh, about to have a, <laughs> a, a nervous <laughs> breakdown. But we also get to meet Forky, who is a revisit to. Because there are made toys in the series, but Forky is yeah. just a fork that has been given given life. arms, yeah, arms and legs, and has an existential crisis. He is fully the thing that's like, if someone's playing with you, you're now a toy. Yes, and that is, and he because cons- he considers himself trash. Yes, who among us doesn't? Mm-hmm. And just has all these suicidal ideations of throwing himself in the trash. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's you, very it's very dark. He seems almost upset that he's a toy actually at times. Yeah, like it, he it does gets, not want to be one. No, um, and so this th- is like it's the same. You know, I think I talked a bit about this when I first saw it in my watch a watching, but it has aged along with us so well that it's like. I also am full of anxiety, and everyone around us is like, "What are we? <laughs> what do I have to be this?" It's but. Um, as if we'll talk about this later, probably, mm-hmm. but there is a toy that does turn the idea of toydom on its head. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't have to be actually this. It's true. I can make my own way in it's, a new, yes. in a well, new life. Yeah. Well, no, we'll talk about it, especially if they're, they are sentient beings. They are. But, uh, that's, that's another question. Sean, which movie is your favorite? I think, well, I think the number one. Mm-hmm has to probably be the favorite. I think so, too. Because it is, like, actually incredible. Like, it's fully has, like, revolutionized Mm -hmm. the way animation, animated films were seen. Absolutely. Like, I can't even, I can't imagine a time where, like, you know, it's everywhere, this sort of, this 3D Mm -hmm. animation. This tech is very, I don't know, it it really changed the game. Absolutely. Uh, in the first movie, the big sell at Christmas when the army men toys yeah. are working with everyone to sort of see what's being opened downstairs. Oh, like yes. that, it's like the it's really like act one to two, right? right like yeah. it, like it's sort like of hands Mission off. Impossible. Yeah, uh, it was just such a it's such a great moment the way that the toys sort of like really have this world, and a lot of things sell this world the whole time. We're going to talk about aliens in a little bit here. Right. But um, seeing them sort of work together, but also, like, really understanding their skills. Like, Slinky, how he, like, you know, he, yeah. he, like, they hold his back end, and he, like, goes down, and good old Ernest is, you know, the voice of Slinky. Ernest but, whom? Ernest, Ernest P. World. I don't know who like, that is. Ernest Scared Stupid? Oh. <laughs> Ernest Goes to Jail? Oh. Ernest Halloween? Oh, my God. Ernest yeah. Scared Stupid. Uh, what's his real name? I don't know. <gasps> Stand by. This is the. This is where. <laughs> this okay. is this is where that, Sonya would fill in. Where I'm looking it up. Sonya's Ernest's biggest fan. <laughs> the importance of being Ernest. Jim Varney. His name's Jim Varney. Right. I actually didn't look it up, but I. Anyway, he voices Slink. Slinky. The Slank. Yeah. But uh, we'll talk about the cast later. But I think when Toy Story Two came out, I was almost actually disappointed. Um. Yeah, like, you're right that, yeah, number one Mm -hmm. built this incredible uh, world, and it had, like, it had so much behind it, like, honestly, I think if there was ever a voicing category in the Oscars, like, Tom Hanks would have slayed this, because he's really good. Like, I was watching clips today, and I was, like, he does this very sarcastic, like, he's so, when he's trying to convince Buzz that he's a toy, Mm -hmm. he just is, like, he's really good. Um, And Tim Allen is, like, you know, surprising for me to be able to play that character, but 
I feel like him taking like his seriousness and his sort of like his earnestness. No mm-hmm. offense, Jim Bar- Varney, but <laughs> it really lends itself to that character. And maybe and once he, I feel like once he was not like once he was aware that he's a toy, mm-hmm. Tim Allen's usefulness with that character kind of fell away. I I thought there was some redemption in the second one with the second Buzz. Right, right, like where they oh, had yeah, the, the where, where he was, he was still like so much. He was like the new toy, and he was still like so much in belief. So you're like, you know, having that sort of, I guess you call it the Captain America moment. Yeah. Maybe we should call it the Buzz Lightyear moment, where he's like fighting himself. Yeah, I think that's why they do always do things like factory reset with him, or like yeah. Spanish version, because yes. it's like you're just bored. You're pretty boring yeah. as a voicer, just doing it, doing it straight. And he is like. Woody is certainly, well, especially over the course of the four, much more dynamic in terms of his journey and his self-realization. Whereas Buzz kind of just has the one moment where right. he like figures it out, and then he just seems to be okay. But with honestly, what a moment! Yes, when he true. tries to fly, yo, oh my and God. then he falls, his arm breaks off. <laughs> Randy Newman sadly <laughs> sings us out. Oh, it's just God. like, oh my God. Rand- this also this yes. film introduced Randy Newman to an entire an crowd entire of generation of entire people. generation. Um, I, for- I I didn't put Randy Newman. Let's talk about Randy Newman because he has scored this perfectly. He and, has, and I don't know who selected him or how that came to be, but he just sort of covers the world so well with his. Because what do you call that? Even his yeah, new, his his Newmanness. Like, his, yeah, it is a total Newmanness. Yeah, it's like it's so, <laughs> yeah, it's fully wholesome and just like really sort of, you know, the cowboy e like hokiness mm-hmm. of like I'm saying something like real meaningful, and it's it'll just like really break your heart. Oh, absolutely, he's so good. Yeah, um, what what do you think makes the four of these films so compelling? Like, what is what is the thing that makes it work? Well, they just like have grown, you know, specifically from, you know, our people, our age point mm-hmm. of view, where we saw the first one when we were what, like seven or six. Yeah. And then it just has completely grown with us and the themes change to fit sort of where we are. But mm-hmm. also like me being, I f- this is selfish of me being like it relates only to what millennials experience, <laughs> but I like I guess everyone. This is thing feelings that everyone has, yeah. but yeah, well, it's it, just millennials like, just talk about it. It's very fun and cute, and and you're just like really taken in as a kid, and then as you get older, you find more and more behind it. I uh, I was kind of thinking about this angle where because so is 1995 to 2015. Yeah, it, are the so there was 95. 2000, 2010, 2019. So basically, five years between. Right. Yeah. Not, not, not quite, but something like that. Um, but I think there's sort of like a nostalgia button in there because even when I watched the first one, when I was like done playing with toys, it still sort of hits all those notes for me. But then I wonder with this fourth one, is it just like taking you back? Not to playing with toys, but to that first movie, right? Like you just seeing, yeah. Because time has elapsed almost the same amount for the toys as it has for the viewers, right? Yeah, like just this. Yeah, that's what's it's amazing with these films because they obviously don't show age. No, um, like the first one looks just as you know, not maybe not as flawless as the other yeah. ones now, but like it still really holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Like the characters, the characters that w- were established in the first one mm-hmm. aren't the same characters that we see in the last few. No, you know, like like um, Don Rickles, <laughs> yeah, Don Rickles, who voiced Mr. Potato Head, mm-hmm. um, died before this last film was released, and I remember them making a big deal of like we had all this. Like voicing work that he did in the other films that we didn't use, and we he's still able to play a role. And I was like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then when his he said like two lines, and it was like <gasps> he was like, well, that's crazy or something <laughs> like that. It was like that's all they had. Yeah, they didn't have much, but yep. they really wanted to include that. Um, let's talk about that cast because it is absolutely insane, and with very few exceptions, everyone has come back time and time again. Yeah. Uh, this fourth one, they have introduced so many people. Like, 
Oh my God, the list like like Key and Peele, yes, as Bunny and Ducky, Joan Cusack is in here. Keanu, of course, made it in. Tony Hale, and you know the fact that Tom Hanks and Tim Allen still keep coming back to bring what they bring is pretty incredible, especially yes. since it's been fifth. How long? How many years? Since yeah, ninety five. Yeah, yeah, it's like twenty five years. That's a, that's a huge that's chunk wild. of time. That's that's insane. Um, how many people have died? How many alums do you know? Well, I feel like a <coughs> voicing only only Rickles, mm-hmm. but probably a million people. Like Steve Jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Who? I mean, how how involved? Was the executive producer of the first one? I know, but come on. I think that he was. <laughs> I think that he was like, he was like, oh, you want technology, baby? Like, I feel like he was like. Um, a major proponent of like of of making some big swings. I f- I feel like he would have just sort of flexed until he got above the line, and then he would have you know he would have jobs did jobs did out. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Toy Story four will be the best picture of the the Oscars this year? Well, so yeah, that's very interesting mm-hmm. because yeah, like the third one was nominated for. Uh, a best picture, mm-hmm. not best animated, but like fully best picture, um, which has happened like twice, right? Right. Um, and this one, you know, I don't think it is as good as maybe the previous ones, like in different ways. It's like, it doesn't feel like a continuation, really. It feels like no. a bit of a different story. It does. But it it feels like less of a their toy story and more of a Woody story. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Woody Chronicles. Right. Or like, yeah. So, but as the Oscars are wont to do, mm-hmm. is that they'll be like, we haven't given it to you for a long time. This is your your siren song. Like, yeah. we'll give, like, I can see them giving them it to them. Or a, maybe a lot of, yeah. a lot of love. And do you lean on Tom Hanks then? Because that's the goal. And they have discussed not making another one, which... I'll believe it when I don't see it, I guess. Ooh. But uh, I could see them coming back with something. Yeah, but uh, in some ways, it's like, it is kind of nice to just bid bid it adieu it's true. at this point. Yeah, well, a part of me still thinks they should have just made the one. Really? Yes. Even, I, like, okay, also, I was reading um, some of the production drama mm-hmm. with the second one, mm-hmm. um, where the production schedule like something a lot of stuff got scrapped and they had a compressed production schedule Mm -hmm. because they had the set date and they were like well we can't change that so they made the entire film in like nine months or something yeah um and then there was a crazy i was reading this thing oh so somebody delete like started a deletion of like the root folder of all of the characters yeah and uh, so they started deleting, uh, and people were like animating at the time, and realized that characters were disappearing. Mm-hmm. And so they like tried to they shut down everything, and they lost like ninety percent of the work that they've done since like ninety five. But a person that was on maternity leave at the time was using her home computer and had a backup, and so they like just narrowly like saved <laughs> their like uh, so much money. Yeah. Well, and you know. And God they bless have, that lady for taking stuff home when she shouldn't have. Exactly. <laughs> she should have been off. Yeah. And also that the staff had to work so hard during that time that a third of the entire staff had repetitive stress disorder mm-hmm. like of some kind. And one man was in the news because he was so tired that he thought he dropped his kid off at daycare, but he actually left the kid in the car in the Pixar-like parking lot. Oh, God. Was and somebody... The kid was fine. Okay. But it was basically... Yeah. Everyone's like, we are too overworked right now. Oh, absolutely. But I... Again, when you're setting industry standards for how the rest of all animated movies will be. Right. But uh, I still... I don't know. I, I, I kind of almost would have liked to see, like, Toy Story 1 and then Forky's Adventure, and you just find out that everyone from Toy Story was in it. Like, I thought that would be kind of, like, a cool... Yeah. And we just never really saw the other two. But that's just Jeremy's wild and crazy idea. That is a wild and it's crazy a, It's idea. a little much. Um, not to mention, these guys narrowly escape, you know, killing everybody danger at every turn. All the time. They're <laughs> always hopping on a car. It's their thing that they do, basically. It is the thing that they do. Especially when falling with style. Um, 
let's talk about Duke Kaboom. Oh, yes. Let's... This I, is... I uh, like Duke Kaboom quite a bit. Do you, would... Okay. Yeah. I'm like... I'm fine with Duke Kaboom, mm-hmm. but do you think... I think they used him just enough... Mm-hmm. And if that he had his own spinoff, which I feel like you, I, I see a glint up, in your eye. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if he had his news, his own spinoff, I mm-hmm. would be like, I don't know. Uh, what what was the 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 um, Canadian kid's name that he his this kid like gave him up and he kept yelling his name. He was like, <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, oh, I can't even remember. But. Um, Anyway, he was like Jean Claude or something. <laughs> it was it was pain is painful. Yeah. Um do you think Duke Kaboom was just a way to get Keanu Reeves in to get more people on board? Well, I feel like if you are watching the Keanu Sance roll over you, mm-hmm. you'd be stupid not to try to grab hold. And like that man, let's just ha- let's have it a quick aside here. Yes. It's going to be about Keanu Reeves. Yeah. What Keanu is- aside? What? <laughs> oh, that's our theme. Song. That's a new segment. Keanu aside. <laughs> what is going on right now with this man? Okay, I love Keanu Reeves, yeah. and I have for a super long time. We should probably do a show about him. Why is he so popular right now? What What did he do? That has got him all of this it's just, e- extra-ness. I, I don't feel know. like everyone just sort of realized that they were wrongfully uh, making him a punchline of things. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, you're not, you know what? You're actually very charming and have given us many great films. Be- and you're a treasure. Because, it, well, it seems to me that in the wake of what I can only describe as thousands of horrible things happening in Hollywood... And you have Tom Hanks, who is on like one side of the front of goodness, and Keanu, who is on the other. You needed to sort of bring them together. Yeah. With the folks at Toy Story, just like you know, we're gonna we're gonna be the first one to draw this line. And Keanu's just like really good at the internet. Like he. Oh yeah. He's like, just like always sitting on a park bench, like <laughs> looking kind of weird, like forlorn, or like taking photos with fans, <laughs> where he's not touching them. Right. Like but, very obviously not touching them. It's like they're just very fun, meme things that are that are just like a nice guy a nice yeah. guy thing but uh he's all well he's he's starring i don't know if you can star in a video game an upcoming video game but uh people were losing it about that as well people love john wick yeah and did you have you heard about his, his breathtaking interaction that's where this video game thing comes in have you heard about this no so he uh uh, Cyberpunk 20-something is the game coming out. It looks very good. Uh-huh. And at the end of the trailer, they had like a full CGI, robotic-armed Keanu Reeves waking up the main character, and everyone freaked out. Whoa. And uh, he walks out on stage at the Electronics Entertainment Expo, and uh, he like says, you're breathtaking, and this guy says, you're breathtaking. Anyway, he was apparently the guy who said, responded was taking a video, and then the whole thing blows up. And that's how this whole... That, that was the, the match, Sean. That's the match. Yeah. Well, look it up. Game set match. <laughs> and he also is doing, another, like, a remake of um, Bill and Ted, I think. They're, they're, it's they're three, doing it's a, the third. They're revamping a Matrix. Yeah. Well, they're, everyone's just like, let's, yeah, oh let's get God. this guy back in. Let's get him... I want Johnny Mnemonic, too. That's what I want. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. But no, I have not. It is <laughs> insane. They knew nothing about the computer when they made that movie. The computer. The computer. There's basically... In short, there's a USB inside his head, and it'll blow up unless he gets the information somewhere. And he's a like information courier, and he like shoves a thing in his. It's great. Oh, it's it's, it's top notch filmmaking. But, uh, and uh, that's the end of Keanu Corner. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a Keanu aside. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I changed it to Keanu Corner. But in stark contrast with having a very huge celebrity come on to play a very fun character, we have Forky. Yes. Who is a complete mess in every way, shape, and form, yes. including his Literally assembly. shape and form. Yes. <laughs> um, and I wonder if, like, is that the foil of Forky in, is, is Duke Kaboom the sort of alternate foil? Foil's the word, yeah. Yeah. I, maybe. Maybe. I guess I don't. Yeah, I, I, 
was not entirely clear on Duke Kaboom's mm-hmm. role in it. It was not in a He lot. did become part of the Mad Max gang yes. like at the end, which, spoiler alert, also includes Woody now. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I'm kind of glad that they've ended the story because I, I know that they'd be like, oh, now we're going to meet up at some other like bizarro location. Mm-hmm. If we're going to the jungle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Anyway, um, Sean, you know what? I think it's we're pretty much there. Let, why don't we take a quick uh, commercial break? Okay, and uh, we'll resume with uh, our discussion of Toy Story. You're listening to Spoiler Alert on ninety one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to Spoiler Alert on ninety one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. That was a great break. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for making that happen on the board there, Yeah, Sean. you're welcome. I feel well rested. should have seen my fingers flying across this board. God, it's like he was a, a, a typist from 1950 or something. She's like the wind. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> uh, Sean, just a, do you know what time it is? Um, well, it's... Oh, my God, there's a Sundance balloon just floated by the window. Well, is it that time? Yeah, it's what time it is. Actually, Sean, it's game time. Oh, uh, uh, For those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend quite a bit of time, actually, this week, looking for titles that... I t- can imagine that you have to put in some work. ...related to our topic that uh, Sean and Sonia have not seen. Uh, I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a good laugh and move on with our day. Sean, uh, as per usual, Sonia is not here, so you'll be answering as both, per <laughs> answering both for her and yourself. Ooh, okay. uh, so you will get two shots at uh, at this. Uh, this week's title is Toy Story Tunes. Toy Story Tunes. That title again. Toy Story Tunes. Okay, so this is Sonya's answer. Okay, hit me. Um, this is where she believes that all of the characters of Toy Story um, are involved in a musical, mm-hmm. and so it's called Toy Story Tunes. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's a live, it's a live, it's on Broadway. Yeah, and so everyone, there's a lot of songs. Randy Newman writes a lot of them. <laughs> um, so it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a slow show, but. It's still really fun, and the people enjoy. Mm. Um, the characters are very scary because they're just t- basically tall mascots. Um, so yeah, get out there and see Toy Story tunes. Nice. My my guess, Sean's guess, is that Good this guess, is Sonya. Good guess. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God, <laughs> Sonya's here. Um, so Toy Story tunes, spelled T O O N S is a cartoon mm-hmm. about also all of the characters from Toy Story, but much in the way that they're self-aware that they are toys, in this one they realize that they are 2D animation, and they're horrified and scared, and they're trying to figure out a way to get back to 3D animation. <laughs> and shenanigans ensue, and also a ton of existential dread as part of the series. Wow. Is any of this right? <laughs> uh, I thought you might be right, but then you kind of went went off into left field there. Oh, yeah. well, uh, as I want to do. Toy Story tunes were uh, created after the second movie, and it was three shorts that they made f- in front of other films. So one was in front of Cars 2, another in front of The Muppets, and then one was uh, around a re-release of Finding Nemo. So there were only three 67-minute episodes, and each one is... Utterly enchanting. Oh, yeah, did you watch su- them They're all? super great. They're they're all they're good. They're all available online. Enchanting. Uh, the first one's called Hawaiian Vacation, and it is about uh, Bonnie. Or no, that would be the third one, right? Yeah, I got my years mixed up. The third. It's after the third one. Um, Bonnie uh, and her family go on vacation, so the toys get a break, and they're all stoked that they're going to go. Anyway, they're going to Hawaii. Bonnie and the family. And Ken and Barbie sneak into Bonnie's backpack to try and go on vacation, but Bonnie doesn't take the backpack. Oh, hilarity ensues. And they stay home. Yes. The next one is called Small Fry. It is probably the best one. Buzz gets trapped at a fast food restaurant, and he meets a support group for lost toys. I'm going to leave it at that. It is very funny. Uh, And then the other one is called uh, Party Source Rex, where Rex. Uh, gets locked in the bathroom and meets the bath toys. Oh. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. Also, it's bizarre to have Rex pop in as a star. But yeah, with those, you know, you spread it around. Um, all of the main voice actors are back, so it's 
like Tim Allen, uh, every you know. So Again, what is what else is Tim Allen doing? It's true. Well, yeah, but Tom Hanks, that guy's busy. That guy's very busy. Anyway, uh, that has been the game. The game this time is brought to you by a little thing oh, we like to call. This is very exciting. Radiophone. Now. We have got some news starting this Friday, September twentieth, ninety-one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Will once again seek your financial support during Radiothon 2019. The goal for you this year's Radiothon is to raise $16,500 to make all of our shows available on demand and to upgrade important station software. I don't know what that means, but it's important. It's probably this uh, rotted microphone that I'm using. <laughs> There's Just not kidding. even a floor in here. Uh, this year, every $25 pledge will give you a chance to win a valuable gift certificates from from our sponsors. Every $50, $100, and $150 pledge will get you a special gift. Ooh, Ooh. more on that. For more details, visit cjtr.ca slash donate. Help make CJTR available on demand by donating during Radiothon 2019, starting this Friday, September 20th. Your financial support is vital to CJTR's future growth and success. Please but, donate. We need some monies. But guess what? A lot of people put in a ton of time it's here. It's true. Spoiler alert. This is gonna, not cheap. We're going to double down on this whole Radiothon. Yes, this is yes. a very fun, very so, fun thing. To, listen to this, folks. So, this Monday, we are going to watch... The Room with Sonia Sanger for the very first time. Sean and I have seen it. Sonia has not. And we are going to record a spoiler alert commentary track. And if you donate during Radiothon, and either on the phone or in the notes section, you put spoiler alert, you will receive this commentary track uh, for your donation. And if this year's Radiothon beats last year's previous total we are going to release the track on spotify to everybody we're just going to put it right into our little thread it's so going to be us great some money y'all. yeah and uh and make so, sure to put spoiler alert yeah and you'll just, get that exclusive link yeah and uh it's going to be great sonya is going to lose her oh mind God. if she's feeling nauseous now Ooh, she'll wait. yarts she'll yarts all over your house wait wait, wait until tommy wiseau gets in in and gets his her. little hot little hands on her uh so yeah uh, Radiothon is very important, and it's going to be great. Put spoiler alert in your donate Mentions, comment something, your apps, and uh, you're going to get that track, and you are going to live, laugh, and love. Yeah, I've been <laughs> very excited. I think it'll be very fun. Today, Sean and I are talking about Toy Story, Toy Stories, rather. Yes, Sean. What do you think of this whole sort of made toy thing? We first saw it in the first Toy Story, where a made toy. Oh yes, yes. Where um, what's his name? Scud. Sid. Sid. Scud is Scud, his Scud's kid. The I mean, dog. His, kid, his dog. His dog. Um, Sid has destroyed a bunch of toys that have come to life as these weird baby spiders. Okay. Also, yeah, generation of fear. Oh yeah, it's terrifying. Like how many? How many kids are yeah, little? Yeah. Not to mention, like, I hope that, that young man, baby head. I hope that young man got help because, whew, this is. I do you know who I wanted help? to come to is his little sister mm -hmm. i think that she was being terrorized i think so too and i was glad that she was found a weapon um where he was scared of toys after that yeah she could just wave a barbie at him maybe he got scared straight that would be that would be good oh yeah i would watch yeah. that television show <laughs> sid gets scared straight um but i do feel they've kind of come full circle with forky and having like you know the sort of like once a toy is made and perhaps loved it comes to life so my question to you honestly is, you start thinking about this for more than a second oh, yeah. you are going to be <laughs> so but, freaked out but did sid love those toys yes i believe that he loved them he made them with care yeah he honestly sid is a bit of an inventor and you know he just was a little misled a little shocking to us normies <laughs> but he made some really great work it's true well, Sid, I hope you. I hope it worked out for you, buddy. I, don't, I know he's I think a. It, I, I know he's a pizza, his inventing streak. I think he delivers pizza in later films, so maybe it did work out. Well, everyone's got to work. Maybe you. Know, maybe he owns the place. All right, Sean. I would like to take Sid you. Sid Zaz. I would buy from there. <laughs> I would like to take you into the mind of Jeremy right now. Oh, is it going to be as dark as Sid's? It's probably worse. To discuss something that I think is going on in Toy Story. This sounds like. <laughs> Now, a chemtrails type situation. <laughs> it, 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 it may very well be. <laughs> Usually with the alien characters in. Yes. Yes. Damn. I think. Yes. Wait, what do they say? <laughs> They're like. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, I forget. I anyway. think 
that they are the clergy of a church that worships the claw. Um, yeah, I, well, because they... <laughs> it comes up a few times. They do. Most notably the in the third installment where the claw saves them all. And Jesus. Yeah, and uh, I'm just I'm just saying that I think in the Toy Story world, clawism is a thing. A man of the cloth. <laughs> <laughs> the cloth. The cloth. <laughs> um, what do you what do you what do you think? Is well, this, is this a religious undertone, or am I just you know? I, am I lo- I've lost it. If it's the only thing you've known. You would cling to it. Just as high as those aliens have as well. We're just going to leave it at that. Yeah. And those three did get saved because then they got out. They saw the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but they're still, they've still got relatives in there. They've got brethren. They've 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 gotten chosen, right? Maybe that's what they think. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's jealousy amongst the alien. And I think, I, well, but I think that in the way that toy things are real to toys, I believe. I choose to believe that if you want to follow mainstream religion, it's the claw. Okay. Does the toy die? I know. I, I don't know. They could seem to get take an absolute beating without they even really noticing. Can. Like, do they only die when they're completely smushed to smithereens? Yeah, or with, unplayed with, maybe? I don't know. Oh, do you think? No, I, th- I, wor- I, I worry. Because sure, Woody I worry. got a little dusty by the fourth one mm-hmm. with not being played with. Yeah, absolutely. Which he's not used to. He's usually... Big swinging toy around these parts. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my final question. With the fourth installment, do you feel like it shifts the whole tone of all of them towards this idea of sort of duty? Because really, poop. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that, but now I do. But but really, in hindsight, after watching the fourth, Woody is always just trying to like guide and care for his group of toys and the choice to leave at the end spoiler alert to i don't know not be a toy anymore but to serve as like a i don't know like living your own life for your own thing yeah this part is actually like so queer to me actually the Mm -hmm. peep character where it's like everyone else is very like this is the life i have to do and Mm -hmm. i'm sacrificing all the stuff to do it and she's fully like this is not a life I like, and this is not a life I need to be doing, and mm-hmm. I'll just like make my own way. And she is just so badass. She's got her own flock, literally, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Um, and she's just made this like weird little family of a Canadian motorcycle man <laughs> and sheep, and a, a, a tr- an RC truck. It's, or whatever. it's wild, yeah. No, it's- and I just like I really sort of love that aspect. Yeah. And also, yeah, probably, you know, just. I don't know what else I was going to say about that, but I appreciate that there is a bit of of Woody finally, because Woody honestly is like, get over it. Like, stop trying to save everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and then this is really nice. And not to mention, I was always waiting for them to go to the dump because there's got to be like all of these toys that have the society there, right? Like, like it's a, oh God, it's a, it's, it's a perfect place for them, really. And that's the that's the horror movie. It's actually, true. Is you go to the dump and all these half burned animals, <laughs> <laughs> not animals, toys, have made their own society. Yeah, but that's I think that's what would occur. Dark. Anyway, Toy Story the dump. Uh, unless you have anything else to bring up, Sean, I think that's our conclusion of Toy Story talk. Well, yeah. I did we give anyone any insight, any no, closure? I don't, I don't think so. No. I just really hope they don't make another one of these because I don't know if they can top themselves. And frankly, I'd be a little concerned. Yeah, you're going to run out of steam eventually. Mm-hmm. Although, when I was reading of like when they're trying to estep- trying to make, um, I think the third one or so, mm-hmm. I was reading a billion of these plots because there's so many writers. Yeah, like Joss Whedon wrote was like written out as a writer in the first one, but. Basically, anyone that adds in anything is also listed as a writer. But the idea, so many ideas, plots were thrown in of like where they could go. And they all would have been very interesting ideas. And probably a lot of them were used for these little shorts, like you just Mm -hmm. said. So, like, maybe they could make a few more of those Mm -hmm. and that'd be cute. But Um, they are making a Forky show. He's already got his own. Now, that's what I don't want. Yeah. Well, it's, it's coming your way, buddy. 
I think it's called like Forky Asks Questions. I think that's the name of the show. Forky Asks Questions? Or something, something like None that. Of the, how can anyone even say this I title? Don't, I don't even know. But uh, let's let's leave it on that deeply to, unsatisfying note. To infinity and beyond. Story. <laughs> We've made it beyond. We've made it beyond for now. Um, Sean. Yes. What you been watching? Dude, I actually have been watching. Have you ever seen Fargo? Yeah. So I just started, or I started season three. I loved the first two. They are two great seasons of television. Mm-hmm. They always, they're so engaging. They have some of the best, well-rounded, interesting characters, and just a nice tight ten episodes. Oh, that's good. Actually. Oh, it's great, and they're all just really well made. And so then. I noticed that season three was popped up on Netflix, and I got in there. And this is, um, it's Minnesota 2010, so near the time, just after, I think, the time of the f- the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ewan, it starts Ewan McGregor in a dual role, which is great. Nice. He plays a very, like, rich, handsome businessman, and then he also plays his brother, who is, like has a beer belly and is like long stringy like balding and is like poor and they're just always at odds and it's i love seeing you and do these two <laughs> characters um who else is in there mary elizabeth winstead plays the the schlubby ewan mcgregor's girlfriend and she is <laughs> a very good character she's really awesome and you've also got david thulis who's very scary. Mm-hmm. David Thewlis is um, an English actor. He's in Big Mouth. He uh, is in Harry Potter. He's got oh, yes. a really disgusting, um, like, tooth situation <laughs> going on in the show. It's revolting. <laughs> but basically, I have two episodes from finishing, and it just is great. So many twists and turns, and I love. Cool. I, uh, well, we've briefly discussed, I, I just couldn't get through season two of Fargo, and I don't know if it was just too built up for me, or, because it always starts out so paced, Yeah, you know, and uh, maybe I should revisit it. Yeah, there's like, me, Sean. there's a, each one does have sort of a bit of a bizarre supernatural element to it. Mm-hmm. I like this one, I like a little bit better. Uh because last season, spoiler alert, there was like an undercurrent of alien abductions, but they like never really said anything about it at all. They just somehow sometimes happened. <laughs> um, and in this one, there's like this sort of undercurrent of a specific massacre of Jewish people in a Ru- like by um, some Russian people, mm. and uh, a lot of the descendants of some of those people, like the the Russians and the Jews are sort of still in the, are living today in the show. And there's like, they kind of talk to the past people for a little bit. It's a little bizarre, Oh wow! but I kind of like that, that thread. That's a pretty big break in, in <laughs> form there. As it well. is. It is weird. Jeez. Um, I, I'm also watching a few things. We'll go back and forth here. Uh, I'm ashamed of both. And is that the first one? Uh, is that a title? No, <laughs> It's me admitting that I'm I'm sad that I, uh, <laughs> this but is sad. but uh, the first one is under my control. The other one kind of isn't. So oh, yeah. there's this uh, this film called Mortal Engines that has popped up on Jeremy's Crave, and I just figured, you know what? I'll just turn it on while I do my chores for some background noise. I had an image immediately, like just the roiling city on wheels yes right? absolutely these huge you know london is eating other small towns as they drive across i don't even Europe. understand how this what they, is they, happening they, they allude to it but they don't really make it clear and then there's like these like robots that are around anyway i have not yet finished this film because i'm a parent of a two-year-old however I just became so engrossed by the whole thing, even though it's so ridiculous. All these people, like Hugo Weaving, is just absolutely selling this this plot, and it, they make it so believable, even though it just is not at all believable. Like, but it just, <laughs> just works. Like, I, I don't, I don't get how you know. On paper, I'm like, this is a bad idea. Like, this is not a good, a good thing. It like, seems this is not, insanity. But uh, 
you know, the action is really great, and for some reason I really care about all these people. So is there, like, sort of micro action where it's like taking place in the town and people and then also this macro like the city itself like running over other cities yes and there's also like other there's 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 a physical barrier that's been made across europe so that these cities don't like come in and start attacking the the towns that don't move that are like west of this wall Uh. and uh there's a secret city that's like a dirigible, like floating in the a sky. Floating city. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just this strange sort of like, I think a part of me is like interested in, you know, like how they've all worked to sort of sell this world and how it's working for me. But the other part is this kind of like maybe unique sort of perspective of like, you know, the metropolis and the city, but as, like, a predatory beast, which just sounds wrong. Like, as I say it out loud, I'm like, this is not good. Yeah, like, like do they run a- on, like, do they have to, like, throw poor people into, like, no, well, thing and then it runs? They, like, they like when they, like, harvest the city, it's not like as, it's not like an animal eating an animal. It kind of is. But really, it's just about, like taking all of the metal and scrap and like feeding it to the giant engine that keeps the the whole thing running but all the people like they don't kill them they like give them jobs and like fold them into like their underclass but they're still like alive and okay but uh this like reminds me just so it reminds me of like snowpiercer it it really it has that vibe this like how like when i think about it there's no way this machine is has just been running no but I like the idea of it. Yeah, and for, for whatever reason, like, the characters just make it so believable. Like, they just sell it, you know? And it's the same thing with Snowpiercer, because, you know, you're watching this science fiction-y movie that is just way too far out. Like, in it, like it is, Star Trek is even closer with, like, some of the way people would interact, yet it's so compelling. Yes. And I don't know why. Anyway, check it out, especially if you're into, like, sci-fi, steampunky stuff. If you're not into that, I think you will hate this movie. I will but, get... I'll, I'll put an eye on this. Yeah, it, on it's, this it's, it's something. I'm going <laughs> to... Damn it, Sean. <laughs> it's, it's, it's certainly something. Okay. Sean, what else have you been watching? Ooh. Honestly, yeah, not a ton this week. All right. Well, busy, I'm... Busy, busy. I'll, I'll bring you my shame. And, oh, yes. I you, do want to hear your and shame. You, and you've... You're, and I think I know You are shame. aware, because I've... Um, also on Crave, uh, Wife of the Show has been fully binging RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, all stars. To that, I say, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you said that when Netflix got all of Drag Race, yes. she also binged it then. Yeah. Is this a second binge? Are, I don't know that the first binge ever truly ended. Does a binge ever end? I don't know. Um, there's a lot of content there, I will admit. Um, there are many aspects of RuPaul's Drag Race that I do think are quite funny. Um, <laughs> I, so, well, no, some, I, I don't want to call them characters, but some of the contestants just, they are hilarious. Yeah. However, the formulaic sort of like what the show is, and almost to a T, like, you know, this competition's competition is going to take this amount of time this next part is going to take this amount of time then they go and do the runway then they complain about one another like it's just it is wearing me down sure <laughs> i can see it's taking its toll on you uh, uh, and as a watcher of the show generally mm-hmm. you are as yeah. is sonya it what is this sort of like do you watch it all in one go do you watch it when it comes out do you watch I, it dozens of times like is it yeah. is it just part of what the show is personally i watch it when it comes out and then i so rarely ever rewatch. really but i i am listening to a podcast right now that alaska and willem are doing mm-hmm. where they are recapping each episode from the beginning alaska and willem yeah okay and they <laughs> i know i also thought that at the beginning that's, uh, but that's they, quite the pair they are, the fact that I know that is a little. <laughs> but I know because basically it's like the golden child of Drag Race and like the like the the lowest the, of the lowest low. of the low. Um, but they both like they're really good friends and they're mm-hmm. very funny and they have just the best insight into what actually goes 
behind and such a good eye for things that I would never notice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a really great thing to listen to well, uh, Ellen, without actually watching the episodes over. Uh, Ellen and I have been talking about how, like, they clearly, especially in the All-Star run, know how to drum up what the show wants. Right, yeah, like they, at they, that like point, they you're will, like, I know how to self-produce very well. Yeah, and they will cause friction for benefit constantly. But uh, I do wonder what the outside perspective is about. Like, oh, you know, we're actually we we're working together, and we knew that if we were fighting, we would maybe get further along than if we weren't, or something like. Oh, that. there's a lot of times like that. Yeah, where they're like, okay, do you mind just saying that like, you're going to do the same snatch game character as me, even though you don't mean to, and they're mm-hmm. like. Oh sure. Yeah, just just to sort of get just that screen time to have a bit of screen time. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is also all I've really been watching. But I would like to bring something up uh, that I'm I believe I'm going to be watching because I have a babysitter on Friday. Ooh. Anyway, uh, we're uh, we're going to this movie called Hustlers. Have you seen this? Have I haven't you, seen it, but I'm very excited to see it. Uh, have you Have you seen the cast for this movie? Oh, Jeremy, you should have listened when Sonny and I had our ill-fated adventure uh, show where we use the last half to talk about things on the horizon. Well, then maybe that's what this show is. That's what this segment is on the horizon once again. Yeah. But uh, the the notable thing here, the thing I have to pull out, is that people are talking Oscar for J-Lo. Um, this is honestly, I'm... This is good news because at the beginning, <laughs> I was nervous. Like, like this could go horribly, horribly I, wrong. I fully felt this going, going like badly. another Geely. What's Geely situation? Well, I don't know if it could have been Geely, but it yeah. could have. Like, I felt like I could have felt it go badly. Mm-hmm. But I think that they're just sort of their their earnestness and you know, Constance Wu was great. True, yeah, and absolutely. I feel like I'm glad that it worked. Well, and I people mean, are enjoying yeah. it. And I have not seen it yet. Cardi so. B is also among those mentioned in the upper cast, and as, as is Lizzo. With So you've got two big charm faucets yeah, right there. Not to, not, to, not to mess you up with Julia Stiles. She plays and, and a where, journalist. Julia, where have you been? That's, I mean, that's obviously the perfect role for her. But, like, wh- wh- what is. Do you know is what I would have liked is to see Julia Stiles hit the pole. <laughs> That's what, I, <laughs> that's what I think would have really turned this movie around. I mean, honestly, I kind of would have liked to see both. But uh. <laughs> yeah, she she puts on glasses in the day, mm-hmm. and then she whips off the glasses and just and puts on the jumps, heels. Baby. Jumps on. Well, Julia, if you if you hear if this you're listening, Julia, on your horizon, maybe it's time for you to expand yours. <laughs> and uh, dare I say. Hit the pole. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that that is all the time we have today. I'd like to give a shout-out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna. My co-host, Sean. Sonia, please do feel better. Everyone here at CJTR and to our listeners, Spoiler Alert is broadcast Wednesday, live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. and is rebroadcast Thursdays at noon. Yes. uh, Which is a new time slot for the rebroadcast. So, you know, adjust yourself or hit us up on... uh, as a podcast on CJTR's website or on Spotify or wherever you want to grab those things. We're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. Coming up next, My Electric. And donate and mention us and get that sweet, yeah. sweet... This commentary track is commentary going to be track. probably the best thing that we've ever made. Yeah. Yeah. And Jeremy's saying that while having a child. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that joke. See you next week. Bye.